welcome to Stateside F1. I'm Joe Leonardo. That man making the sound of, I'm going to say, the first race of the 2023 Formula One season is Andrew Berger. Hello, everyone. Good to be back. Good to be here. And we are talking Bahrain Grand Prix and insider info into Drive to Survive. have ourselves a very interesting guest and i think i am more excited for this show than i have been in a while would you say the same andrew a hundred percent our guest is amazing but this special person has some insider knowledge yes well first of all we're going to talk about the bahrain grand prix because that was super exciting um but first i want to introduce our guest we cannot say a name because this person has inside knowledge on drive to survive how it's filmed how it's edited how narratives are made and discussed and all that stuff i don't know if i'm overselling this uh mystery guest i i do i yeah i have a bit of insight into that so i can can hopefully answer some of your questions but first let's talk about uh the the past weekend and the race andrew what were your thoughts Oh, man. The Alonzo Hamilton fight brought me back to uh, to 2007 era yes. where Formula One was still kind of raunchy and not as uh, not as squeaky clean and PR savvy as it is these days. I thoroughly enjoyed that. That was an awesome battle. And can you? I can't even imagine what was going through Alonzo's head after he passed Hamilton. Just like the sweet revenge 15 years later. <laughs> what a feeling that must have been. Probably like middle finger while, <laughs> while passing. Oh my God. Yeah. It was an amazing battle to see. And first of all, Alonzo went through Russell. They had a little, they had a little yeah. bit of a battle. But I got to say the final boss, if this was a video game, <laughs> would have been the uh, the Lewis Alonso. And I love the back and forth they had through multiple turns. And then, if I remember correctly, Alonso overtook him on the outside, yeah. which yeah. Hamilton wasn't even expecting. So it was yeah. it was just so fun to watch. It was it was just racing as it should be. It was just two brutes just not giving an inch. Which actually um I believe it was the same day the race Roman Grosjean, the the DHL team that he races for, he was um he came out of the pits behind the leader, but he was like right up the guy's butt. So they weren't giving each other any room, and they had to make they had to make a slight left turn. And the guy on the outside like kept pushing Grosjean, and Grosjean kept pushing the other guy to the right, and they both ended up in the wall. Like, oh wow! With like five laps to go, it's like very like Alain Prost. Uh, Ayrton Senna, 1980s World Championship decider race. It was, it was hilarious. All I heard was like Gunther Steiner in the back of my head, like yelling at him. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what made that battle kind of special because this isn't like Alonso's been hitting podiums and then there's a battle. This was Aston Martin's first podium with a brand new car, yeah. and he could have caused an accident. They could have both yeah. DNF'd. So them having that battle. The stakes were so much higher, it felt like, which made it all the more exciting. Oh, yeah. That was lap uh, 39, by the way. I'm sorry, lap 37. And then finally, the overtake was lap 39. Impressive, Joe. You also had a pretty good overtake of Carlos Sainz. 
Oh my god, yeah. I don't remember what lap that was, but yeah, that was pretty fun. That was 45. And Sainz was on the radio being like, I can't do this yeah. or else I'm going to lose places if I fight him. Yeah. Which, let's talk about Ferrari for a second, then we can get back to Alonso. But man, <sighs> man, oh man, oh man. S- still recovering from Mattia Bonato's whatever he did. Not, not that he did anything wrong, but you know. Or it's basically kind of showing that it's not all him. Yeah, it seems like it's, you know, and who knows where it's coming from. It's like their strategy continues to be, well, I mean, I think this was more of a technical issue thing rather than, you know, telling someone to pit when they shouldn't pit. But yeah, it was it was an interesting race for like a lot of the teams because you really like saw the cars and obviously it was the first race of the season, but, you know, you saw the cars for the first time and it's like, I think everyone expected the Aston Martin to do well, but I think people really expected the Ferrari to do a lot better. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, it just was not, it was not their night. <laughs> no. What, what lap did Leclerc uh, DNF on? It was late. It was, I can tell you, um, uh, I don't know. I have too many notes. I'm too meticulous. You are, by the way, I, I'm watching a cut where Lance passes uh, Russell. Mm-hmm. I would just want to shoot myself if I was in George Russell's place. Yeah, imagine being George Russell in a Mercedes and Lance Stroll with two broken wrists passes you. <laughs> the Lance Stroll story is crazy. That was uh, the Leclerc issue with his power unit shutting off was uh, lap 41, and that issued, obviously, a virtual safety car. Mm. And he pulled over right by the opening there, which was very smart in his part because it really didn't affect the race. Yeah. So Leclerc's such a great driver. He's just yeah. he has the Ferrari curse. He yeah. reminds me of like Orlando Bloom in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean when he gets <laughs> what's the movie where like he can't he gets the curse from Davy Jones. That's Leclerc oh, yeah. like signing a contract with Ferrari that's so long that he's like now stuck <laughs> stuck at sea for a thousand years. Oh yeah, what that was? I think that was the second one, right? Dead Man's Chest. Yeah, yeah, that's a great movie. Leclerc is Orlando Bloom. <laughs> Honestly, I could see Orlando Bloom playing Charles Leclerc. They, you kind know, of. in Drive to the Survive, they in Drive to Survive, they always have like who, what, what actor would play you in a movie. I feel like they should just like go for it one year and just make a short <laughs> film with all these like stacked actors, and you know, just like show a Formula One weekend in forty five minutes. Honestly, yeah. that would be awesome. That would be pretty funny. Who would you who would you pick for the cast? Tom Cruise is Checo. Yes. That's obvious. <laughs> Max yeah. Verstappen is Sid from Ice Age. <laughs> no, dude, I want Tom Cruise to be Lewis Hamilton just because it's so ridiculous. Because Tom Cruise, because I feel Tom's- like Hollywood would really catch a punch for that one. Yeah, Have a white no. guy play a black guy. Yeah. But Tom, well, Tom and Lewis are friends, and Tom Cruise is just so insane. If there if there was one actor I had to spend a day with, it would be Tom Cruise. I want to see what gets this guy so at the level that he's at. I want to see. I feel like you would be in for a weird day. Oh, very weird. That Scientology has. I think it removed the part of his brain that allows him to to actually understand fear. Yeah. Which Mm. ends up him making awesome stunts. They well for the new Mission Impossible, they advertise the stunt more than the film itself. Uh, yeah, they're they're yeah. huge popcorn flicks. The stunt, stunt is I mean, the movie. Stunt show with uh, well, you know, there's a plot. But the plot yeah, is secondary. Yeah, 
You know, right, it's almost right. like a porno. Like it's like the the <laughs> like the pizza delivery before the actual sex. You know what I mean? That's literally a Tom Cruise movie, but instead of like porn, it's crazy death-defying stunts. Yeah. Yeah. It's like adventure porn. Like action adventure porn. There we go. You know what? Yes, because you already have torture porn in the lexicon. Adventure porn is is the natural uh, air to that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that I feel like we've we've gone off track a little. Yeah, bit. yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> I would say Michael B. Jordan for uh, yeah, Hamilton. Oh, yeah. He's right. He's coming off a of Creed three, so he might have some time. I think he's got his energy. Yeah. Who would play Lance? No, who would not Lance? I don't care about that. Who would play George Russell? Because George Russell is so ridiculous. Who was in All Quiet on the Western Front? Because like he oh. looks like he's about to like be be shipped off to a, a war that is still kind of using horses. <laughs> that is, he is very much like a old look, like an George old, Russell is yeah. the horse. <laughs> Felix Ka- Felix Kammerer is that his name? Yeah, or I think so. Al Albrich Shutch? I don't know. I, mean, I, I don't know any of these names. I do know that in Drive to Survive, there were like three drivers that wanted The Rock to play them in a movie. <laughs> you know, The Rock could not fit in one of those race cars. Like, no. Yeah. no way. He would like wear it as a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> He'd have two cars. He'd be the first and second driver just uh, on his feet. You know, he might do better. If he was on the Williams team, they might sign him because he might do better. <laughs> Actually, no, because they they finished, what, 10th and 12th, so I can't really say yeah. anything. This might be a really good year for Williams, which is, like, kind of exciting. I'm going to buy a jacket or something. I think Williams, is, I want I want Williams to do well. I love the idea of the American driver, Logan Sargent. Yeah. He killed it. He I feel it, really he did well. best best of the rookies. Yeah. He oh, did? Yeah by, yeah, by a long shot. Yeah, I think um, he was just out of points. Was he 11th? Yeah, no, he was. He was, he was 12. Like 11th or 12th, 12th I think. Yeah. yeah. But he did better than all the rookies. Uh, everyone was kind of looking at Nick or Oscar. Yeah. Nobody was looking at Logan. Nobody was looking no. at Williams, and I love it. I'm here. I'm all here for Williams doing great. Yeah, I, you know, I think what's exciting potentially about this year. I mean, obviously, Red Bull is kind of the, you know, ten minutes away from everyone else. Completely different league. Yeah, completely yeah. different league. They're in a different. They're you know in Formula Zero or whatever. But like <laughs> the midfield is. They're in F Zero. Yes. <laughs> the the midfield is really shaken up, and. You know, you can see like a lot of the teams that were maybe like not even going to get into the points at all now starting in the points and, you know, really like rewriting their stories. And it's really it's it's really exciting to see. Like who knew like Aston Martin last year was not exactly. I mean, it was it was, you know, Lawrence Stroll's um, pet project (laughs) still, but it seems like it's kind of paid off a lot. It's 95% a different car than last year, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to be a billionaire and have a Formula One team as a pet project. <laughs> what? He's that. like, my son needs a job. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say Lance Stroll is the best of the, the pay-to-play drivers. He is the... 100%. Is the, um, yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah. Yeah. And I now have more respect for him than I did previously. The whole, I mean, he broke his wrists like mid-February. And yeah. then 13 yeah. days later, he was sitting in that car. 
Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, he had a broken toe. Yeah. And they they did an interview with him on F1 Nation, and he goes over his story, and it is insane. He flew to different doctors and in different countries and everything, and obviously he has access to the best healthcare in the yeah. world. Yeah. But all that said, it still is a remarkable recovery, and him ending in the points – him also him crashing into Alonso right at the yeah. start of the race. <laughs> right. yeah. that. that was lap one. Yeah. He not only crashed into Alonso. Well, okay, this is I think says more about Alonso and potentially whatever is going on at Aston Martin. But like even after that, Alonso in like all the interviews afterwards were like, Lance Stroll is so great. He said, or even like I think he said it on like the radio, and it's like, when have you ever heard this guy say anything nice about anyone? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> It might be because his dad is signing his paychecks, but... <laughs> I would love if uh, Stroll and Alonso became the Verstappen-Perez, uh, the anti-Verstappen-Perez, and they they come after them. I would, like, love... Yeah, I would love that for this season if just randomly, like, <laughs> it was, like, uh, Fernando Alonso winds up winning the Drivers' Champion. Like, I'm secretly... Kind of secretly hope I know it's not going to happen <laughs> unless he starts. It's a podcast we can't see my face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like what you just said there, unless he secretly starts to like he joins it, which Checo even said in the mm-hmm. post interview. He goes, "It's great to see three Red Bull cars." That was dirty. That was dirty. But to be fair, well, it's kind of a Mercedes it's, car. It's but it's a Mercedes. It's basically a, like a like a freak baby. Of, yeah. a Mer- of a Mercedes and a Red Bull car. It, it looks yeah. a lot like an old Red Bull car. Yeah. You know, um, but Mercedes, they're, they're doing their own thing. I think we mentioned this last week with their the, the, the direction they went with the side pods. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The car just looks completely different than everybody else. And they're obviously going to have to redo that whole car when they get yeah. a chance. Hi, everybody. Joe Leonardo here. And this is Andrew Berger. Along with being the hosts of Stateside F1, Andrew and I are audio engineers with thousands of hours of podcast experience. Between the both of us, we've worked with a wide variety of companies from Google to Discovery as editors, mixers, sound designers, and even social media managers. If it's a companion podcast for a TV show or just a hobby among friends, we can help you with your podcast. Feel free to reach out to us at statesidef1 at gmail.com. I don't know if you've heard the speculation that they have. They secretly have a Red Bull style car. Yeah, they, I heard about yeah. that. For Aston Martin? No, uh, for Mercedes that they secretly have one that they're going to roll out. Uh, oh, and, as in they yeah. have a design. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. That would be such just like a loss of pride, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that would that would not be a good good day for Toto Wolf. Like <laughs> in a press conference with Christian Horner. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I I get that, but at the same time, it's like ego getting in the way. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you guys aren't at the top anymore. I love Mercedes, but at the yeah, same time, yeah. it's like you guys have to follow the trends on what's winning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have some theories about the whole team's trajectory, which actually I can get into in the when we start talking about drive to survive. Let's but... do it. Let's segue. It. Let's <laughs> well, let's it. just, let's just, conf- let's conclude the race very quick. Yes, absolutely. Um, 
Red Bull, we already mentioned it, completely yeah. different league. Uh, yeah. I would say we mentioned all hail. I mean, I, I don't think they're yeah. going to get touched. Max is going to win the championship. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think because yeah. this is their base car. They can yeah. still do upgrades. Yes, they had their uh, penalty. It's not going to affect them. I, I don't. I just do not see things changing. No, the only thing I think that could, if it's like comes out that they like really, if they incur more penalties for like uh, overspending or something else, that's Sushi really every like, night more catering. Still, yeah, yeah, exactly. More catering. <laughs> Their catering sounds <laughs> Too much so lobster, good. You yeah. Know. Um, oh, yeah. But I, even that, I don't know that that would. Yeah. I just want to say three quick things. I think Gasly looked good. Starting yeah. all the way at the back. Yeah. He went up the most spots. Uh, Ocon was cursed. All his penalties. Yeah, uh, yeah. And Valtteri. Yeah, I, I don't take good. issue with Ocon's whatever. He had a weird race. He just kind of didn't even start it. <laughs> he started yeah. from the wrong foot and it just kept getting bad. Beat to death by time penalties. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was intense. What, what place did... Uh, Botas come in? Uh, eighth, eighth, I see eighth, it. I'm looking yeah. at the screen. I, I have a feeling that um, they're going to do okay in the midfield. Yeah, I didn't know like going into this because like, Alfa Romeo was not super, super strong last year. So yeah. it was, like I didn't have a ton of expectations, but it seems like they're going to be doing pretty well. I don't think this is going to be a good year for Haas. <laughs> but... <laughs> Is it? Ever I think a good the money is gonna hurt them just because they're so broke. But yeah, the Hulk man, something can come yeah. out of that. That's they can true. get some points. Yeah. yeah, they'll get enough points to not finish last. Hopefully, McLaren could possibly be last, which would be crazy. M- McLaren, yeah. <laughs> Daniel uh, Ricardo. Daniel Ricardo is the luckiest <laughs> person in Formula One right now. Just chilling <laughs> with his fifteen million dollars. Just be like, thank you, bye. He was like, I saw somewhere he's technically like the second highest paid driver in Formula One because of the bio from McLaren and the money he's getting from Red Bull. That's awesome. He's like making more than like Lewis Hamilton or Sider. It was something crazy. That is like awesome. That. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing, I, he just posted a video of him like running with like different shoes on. And I'm just like, this I man's making buku bucks doing the dumbest BS. <laughs> He should yeah. just start like a reality TV show. What like you know what it's like to be a Red Bull driver or like work for the Red Bull team. I have a theory that that might be an episode of Drive to Survive next season. Um, because I think they would they would find a way to fit him in, even if he started working at Burger King. <laughs> like <laughs> speaking of Drive to Survive, you work in television. And you, you've worked with the documentary film crews and you understand yes. how these things are put together. So you've yeah. seen the, the, the latest season of Drive to Survive. We're all caught up here, I believe. I am, um, yeah. It was a very interesting watch. Uh, mm-hmm. But let, let's hear your take on how this is put together. Well, the first thing about Drive to Survive, which is different from pretty much any other TV show that you watch, is that Formula One is really the driving force behind it. It would not surprise me if Formula One was paying for it, or in large part paying for it. Now, when you're talking about television, you're talking about who calls the shots in terms of like what winds up on the air. It's 
pretty much comes down to the network usually because they're the ones paying for it. But in this case, you have Netflix and then you also have Formula One. So with a lot of these, um, you know, storylines, decisions, things that are left out that you kind of think about, see, whatever, Formula One is really in control at the end of the day as an organization. They obviously can't force people to participate. Like they couldn't force Mercedes or Ferrari to do the first season or Max Verstappen to participate in the last few seasons. But that, and that's kind of interesting to me because that's really unusual. That's usually shows don't, and like documentaries, like don't necessarily work like that. The other thing is that I can kind of tell who <laughs> is good to film with and who is not. Um, and Ooh. I think that probably also influences what winds up on screen. My guess is Red Bull is the worst to film with. I'm going to say Christian Horner is the easiest to film with and mm. Max Verstappen is the worst to film with mm. because a, he's not great on camera. Like he's, he's just, he just does not come across as uh, very interesting. Um, Christian Horner, like if I'm pretty sure he would like fire someone on camera if they asked him to like the dude plays ball like crazy. Um, wow. Like if you notice, like if you listen to some of the episodes when they're like kind of there was this one episode and i can't remember what season i guess it was season three, uh, four probably when alex alban is driving for them and he's like about to potentially get his first podium and you hear christian horner talk about how he is um like he's really going for it he's you know he's kind of like narrating what's happening and then it doesn't happen alban crashes his podium dreams are just, you know, mm-hmm. end right there. Yeah. Someone, one of the producers definitely said to him, like, hey, Christian, can you narr- can you talk about this like it's going to happen? Like, we're in the moment. Mm. And he was like, yeah, sure, fine, whatever. I don't know that Toto Wolf would do the same. I don't, and you can tell that um, Matthias, and I don't remember how to pronounce his last name, he was not comfortable on camera. I mean, he switched to only speaking in Italian. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which I'm kind of um, happy that <laughs> hopefully the next season we won't have that issue. What's the name of the new uh, team principal for Ferrari? Oh, was Fred from... uh, Vasseur. Yeah, because yeah. I hate those reading the subtitles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it was interesting because I wasn't sure if it's obviously he speaks English, but like, yeah, but you know, it, at that point, it really it, it probably is like a. Um, a comfort level for for him and because you you could also tell uh in the season where he did the interview in english they didn't really use a lot of it yeah so mm. it was probably just not very good um he did that whole segment in, in the vineyard yes with gunther yeah. and I, that feels like a staged like oh, hey yeah. we're gonna set a date we're gonna yep. film it almost yep. reminded me of like the hills or some sort of reality like the kardashians where they actually set up a you know we're going to the spa today as if like today we happen to be going to the spa but really it's a scheduled thing to film a segment so Mm. i'm gonna say that most if not all of those segments kind of the at home like whether that's you know gunther on the jet ski yeah, go through on a jet ski, Christian Horner and Jerry Hallowell riding horses, like whatever. I'm going to say those are all filmed during summer break. 
even if they say six weeks before, because you'll see stuff like you'll be in Finland with Daltrey and it's, you know, things are in bloom and they're like, oh, this is before the season started. I'm like, mm. not <laughs> enough snow there. <laughs> um, I think they also overshoot. I think that they oh, yeah. shoot as much as they can, which is unusual because um, a lot of times shows don't have the money for that. The show clearly has a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, they have really good cameras. I think that they do license some of the footage from Formula One, which would make sense. Um, yeah. But they have really good cameras. They have like teams, it seems like, following most of the like production teams following most of the teams at race day and i can see how like in the edit that would get very overwhelming oh because it's like okay what do you you know you've got so many options like what do you follow and i actually think for season five i do not think it was their best season and i think that they kind of suffered from having too much story yeah um everything felt kind of everything felt like it had no room to breathe yeah. Like they would do a story, end it. Do another story, end it. Do another story, like uh... yeah. And they've gone through several. They've gone through several structures. So you've got like the first season was like the Daniel Ricardo story. Like mm-hmm. you followed him. Like that was the season arc. Like him deciding whether or not to stay at Red Bull and eventually going to Renault. And it was kind of nice how the Red Bull leaving Renault um, as a buyer kind of fit into that really nicely. I wonder if that's how the show was pitched. It was pitched as following one driver. And uh-huh. then it became big, and then yeah. they got more access. So at yeah. first it was like, oh, wow, this made Daniel Ricardo huge or even bigger. And so yeah. everyone now wants a piece of that pie, so they get yeah. more and more access. But the more access they gain, the more restricted the story becomes. So at first you have kind of a very interesting story that yeah. you know is a little dirty, and yep. the more the more the seasons progress, yes, we get to see more stuff, but it's yep. limited access. It's 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 smoke and mirrors access, not real access. It's it's interesting because I also think that there's some stuff that Formula One says we're not gonna do that. And I think that there's some stuff that they don't get into because of talent. And I think that there's some stuff they don't get into because potentially Netflix has said we're not gonna get into that. They don't ever really get into any of the, any mechanical stuff, any tech stuff, which I think is to the show's detriment. So I, I feel that this is a, a conscious choice from the showrunner that they're yes. not going into because te- they I don't want to be top gear. They want to be, they're yeah. like focusing, they're making character narratives. So yeah. my guess is like, they want to appeal to the people that like the drivers. That this guy is my favorite because he's cute, or this person my fa- yeah, yeah. Uh, is my favorite because he's funny, right? Yeah. Which appeals to a very American audience. Yeah, um, yeah. And their goal is to become big here in the states, and they saw drive. They see Drive to Survive as their vehicle. Yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. As their way to that new uh, demographic. Yeah. So I, if they're too car focused, then they'll kind of be like every other sports show. Oh yeah, like thirty on like think of thirty on thirty on thirty ESPN. It right, feels like a right. Formula One version, but even less focused on the sports. Oh, I'm sure, and I'm sure that that is is probably coming from Netflix. 
as opposed to yeah but mm. i think that they could add in a, and then i'm i'm not saying totally go top gear totally go you know um into the weeds in terms of the the regulations and stuff like that i do think that they could have benefited from explaining a little bit of it because then they also like throw in terms and they don't explain them like yeah. drs and they, they just started adding in and they never were like they, you know it's like okay if, if you don't if you don't watch it or you're new to it you're like what is that i don't you know i don't get it or they explain it in very rudimentary way they're like drs it makes you go faster and that's yeah, it exactly exactly <laughs> you know exactly but i think like that because like when you saw that fight uh the kind of total wolves meltdown in so episode two yeah in episode two it was kind of you know if you didn't know some more of the stuff behind like what he was mad about it kind of just seemed like all right why are you mad at everyone else for you guys like getting your car wrong um but it's like oh there's these regulation changes and you know that's why he's lashing out to other people but anyway yeah i think that also the racer announcements or whatever yeah Mm -hmm. that's narration yeah that's like vo done yeah that's vo yeah yeah I mean, a lot, I'm not going to say all of it because sometimes it's a different voice. And I think that some of that they might have pulled. But, like, there's this that's one so guy funny. who always just says something that's way too perfect to the story. And is it Buxton? That is definitely, it might be Buxton. Buxton it's is a, also dramatic as fuck. And I, yeah. he was not this past <laughs> season. But I, I love the drama. Like, I, <laughs> Did you see the video of him dancing? No, I haven't seen it. There's a a recent video that went up of him like dancing on stage or something, and the guy's yeah. got moves. He like moves very well. <laughs> wow! Like, I was like, I'll edit this part out, but like this guy, f- <laughs> like, yeah. like, the way he was dancing, I was like, this guy knows what he's doing. Oh man, he has a swagger to him. He has like a there's something to it. That guy, it's just I don't know what it is. Oh, he has yeah. a confidence. He has like he the does. the Pete Davidson BDE. You know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> Will Buxton is the Pete Davidson of uh, Formula One. There's something about him. The way he, like, he does interviews, the way he like kind of holds himself, it's almost like, I don't know, like he just smoked a cigarette or something. Like He's like very oh, cool. Oh, I could and, see that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's great. He's great. I think see, we I- only had one interview with him for this last season, and I was like, other times I think you've had multiple interviews with him because he's like changes outfits. And I was like, ah, I wanted, I wanted more Buxton. <laughs> <laughs> he he should be um, the guy that explains like what DRS is and what you know he he should be the guy like at the beginning yes. of the show this is what happened exactly he does he normally does exactly. like he opened the, he opened season five and he explains some stuff but I agree but it's explained in a way that's very rudimentary it's like not yeah. going into details it literally is like like I mentioned before like DRS it makes them right. go faster and that's right. literally the explanation exactly so like you mentioned before about how there's some things that obviously don't talk about. Like one yeah. thing that was big for me was I was really waiting to hear more about Checo and Max's relationship yeah, and how it was yeah. very frayed. And one of Max's family members, I think it was his mom uh-huh. had an Instagram comment about Checo possibly cheating on his wife. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was after, Oh my God, Andrew, you have to correct me. Was it Monaco that there was the crash that possibly put, Max in second oh, and Checo in yeah. first. He ended yeah. qualifying, so he would be leading yeah. the race. So there was 
tension between them for the rest of the season starting at that race. That wasn't mentioned at all for Drive to yeah. Survive, right? And I feel like if there were a true documentary, that mm-hmm. would be brought up. Because that's not something that was like, oh, this is rumors. No, this is they, – they were interviewed yeah, it about it. out in the public. Toto was right when he said – that Drive to Survive is more like Top Gun than it is a documentary. <laughs> yeah. Well, but also, like, you know, documentaries don't always include everything, everything. It's like you do have to fit it into 90 minutes. So there is, like, an element of, like, all right, picking and choosing, like, you know, what you're going to what you're oh, yeah. put in. But I will say, I think they left that out because of Max Verstappen. Like, he had yeah. not – Formula – I'm going to guess this is coming from Formula One – really wants him on camera. And he specifically was upset. Allegedly, I heard something else happen. Just, just T. I heard there was another. There was an incident between him and production where they had him um, saying something in interview, and then they had him saying something completely the opposite on uh, in Verite, like the field footage or whatever. And then they asked him about it, and he was just like, "Fuck you, I'm done." That's what I heard happen and why he was not on the seasons. Take that with a grain of salt because I'm, you know. Sure, but, sure, sure, sure. Um, but um, I, they, they really wanted him back in. And what, what his gripe was apparently was that he felt like they were overplaying some of the drama between the drivers. And so I think that in the light of that, and you really did see everyone really getting along this season. Like, I think they, I think that the show also reads the comment section a lot <laughs> and it's very self-referential as being a show, which is also interesting. But yeah, I think they didn't include that because they wanted to film with Verstappen next year. I also think it makes a better storyline for season six. Um, if things continue to be weird between Verstappen and you've got Daniel Ricardo waiting in the wings, uh, between Verstappen and Perez, and you've got Daniel Ricciardo waiting in the wings. That's a great episode of season six. Thank you for listening to Stateside F1, and thank you to our anonymous guest. Normally I throw in, you know, you can follow this person here, there, or wherever, but anonymous, right? Anyways, please Please like, comment, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your sweet, sweet podcast content. Follow us on Instagram at StatesideF1 and TikTok at StatesideF1 Podcast. And feel free to DM us. Send us memes, comments, questions, suggestions, etc. We will respond and follow you back. See y'all next week. Bye. Bye.